0: Hey there! This is Carrie Schaefer, also known as author Carrie Ann King, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Secrets, where I get to take you off the page with the people who make the books we all love to read. Tell Me Your Secrets is produced from live stream video and is owned and copyrighted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Broadcasting Network. everybody. Carrie Ann King here and delighted to be here, I might add. We've had some fun little technical difficulties. So if you're here with us live and you've been waiting, I'm sorry, but we have um, found our way to you under slightly unusual channels. So just be patient with us. I am so super excited today to have Barbara Davis joining me on the show. I love Barbara. We talk to each other also backstage. Um, we read each other's books. And she's just a super fun, wonderful person. Besides being an absolutely fantastic author. Now, you are very likely to be familiar with a little book called The Last of the Moon Girls, which has sold like a gazillion copies. I haven't looked at the numbers lately, but it's a wonderful, magical book. And Barbara's is here to tell us about a new wonderful and magical book that is coming out shortly so i'm going to bring her right on here to say hi hi barbara hey hi and barbara's on her phone because her laptop didn't want to play nice so she's
1: uh i'm technically challenged so i'm I'm trying to like get the angle thing
0: right here (laughs) right get the angle right and be able to bear bear with me right and you're just quiet a little bit too so
1: okay i'll talk really loud is that better
0: yeah a little bit i wonder if you turn up the volume on your phone That it help it's all
1: the way up
0: it's all the way up baby okay all right well we'll we will do what we can (laughs) we have some people here with us susan peterson says oh well i clicked the wrong button but i like it diana says i'm reading everything you are thank you diana i'm glad i'm glad thank you very much i'm pleased about that um We have, uh, Susan says, hello, you two, two of my favorite people. You are one of our favorite people, too, Susan, at least speaking for me. Um, Hi, Diane. Hello, Diana. Um, Heidi's here. Diane Robinson's here. We've got Catherine Kraft joined us, another awesome author, by the way, that you should be looking at if you've not already. And Heidi, we've got tons of people here, Barbara. So, yay. We need to talk about you in the book. Can you guys hear Barbara when she talks? Say something. Can you hear me? So let me know if you can hear her because I can, but I got things in my ears, but it's not real loud. So just... uh... Can you guys hear me? (laughs) Can you hear me now? I know. (laughs) Okay. Sharon says, yes, they can hear you. So, okay, we're good then. Okay, Catherine says yes also. So, Barbara, do you happen in all of this fuss? We didn't have time to do our little pre-talk before we came on. Do you have a copy of the book with you that you can show everybody? Now, it's always a trick to get it. Actually, there you go. Yes. A little and closer, closer to the phone.
1: I'm so bad at this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's a there challenge. She
1: there she is.
0: It's a beautiful cover. The Keeper of Happy Endings is the book that we are here to talk about today. There you go. You know, you can see if you're looking at this gorgeous cover. There's um, a woman wearing a wearing a an old timey dress. We have the tower. <laughs> I'm having a moment. It's the the Eiffel Tower. Is that the one that it is? Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> like it's it's not leaning it has nothing to do with pizza not in italy not in italy it's in um france so we therefore have clues about where this book is set and um oh patricia's here too she says i've read it and loved it that's lovely patricia thank you so do you straight up front barb tell us a little bit about this lovely new book, The Keeper of Happy Endings. I love that title, by the way.
1: Um, the Keeper of Happy Endings is, uh, it's a dual timeline book, as most of my books are. Uh, and it is about a a woman who comes from a family of seamstresses. They make wedding gowns and they've had this very small, elite um, salon in Paris. And their specialty is... That if you, and rumor is the woman who wear the bride who wears a Roussel gown will have a lifetime of love and happiness. So it's okay, sort of a specialty. Gonna, I'm, they
0: sew I'm up- interrupting just a minute because you broke up just a little bit. So I just oh. want to over say what, what you said, which is a woman who wears a Roussel gown will have a lifetime of love and happiness, correct? Correct. Yeah. Correct.
1: Um, this this is a family of gifted women this is their one thing that they do and they're it's a, it's a very uh, you have to be referred it's a very if you don't know the salons there you wouldn't know it was there um, so it's kind of a, a, a well-kept secret uh, and this woman this young woman uh, is wanting death this strike out on her own and and um, be be bigger than than what her her family's background was and just as she thinks that this is gonna happen for her the Nazis show up and occupy France and everything goes pear shaped for her and she winds up um, losing her mother losing the shop and having to start over and she winds up meeting uh, an ambulance driver uh from who works at the american hospital in paris which stayed open throughout the entire war the germans let that hospital stay open and she meets anson the who turns out to be the love of her life and then um when she leaves and goes to the united states they lose one another and, And she has made this dress to marry Anson in and she carries it with her to the United States thinking that's what's going to happen. And then the telegram comes and this dress is just left unworn. Uh, Cut ahead 40 years later, she no longer, she has had a a beautiful career, uh, made a name for herself. Uh, She circumstances caused her to retire and she why leasing the shop to another woman who's going to start an art gallery and while she's kind of cleaning out a little space under the stairs she comes across this box and this wedding dress and all of these letters written to celine Russell about their happy endings and it is about her uh, rory trying to find this woman and find out what this what what is this happy ending all about and and where did it go wrong
0: right well and part of i think part of the the mythology if you, or the mythos really more it's not mythology it's more of a mythos of the roselle women is that they're they they do not get their own happy endings isn't that, isn't that right
1: they are told right up front, like nuns, your job is to ensure the happiness of others, but you, it's not for you. And if you stray and think you're going to get away with it and have your happily ever after, it, you're going to get a nasty bump. And she got several.
0: So, and it's really fun because there's these lovely little bits of uh, advice or passed down knowledge from one of the older Russell women at the beginning of a lot of the chapters, which I, I love that touch. That's always such a fun. Yeah.
1: Those were fun to write.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love the voice on those. Some
1: of her wise and some of them were kind of funny. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: so and and the the they're they sound really magical to me so that was that was a fun part because you know I love the magic in the moon girls so that was one of my favorite parts of the last of the moon girls was that little bit of magic that was in there and so now you've woven a little bit of magic into this book again in just like kind of a whole different sort of a way it's a little more it, it, a little more subtle would would you say
1: yeah it is it's it's subtle and and i could because i wanted it to be about i didn't want to lose the 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 magic of them finding each other and being becoming part of each other's stories so i didn't want to dwell too heavily on the magic. It's just kind of was sprinkled in there right
0: yeah Um, Patricia says, I stayed up way too late for two nights (laughs) reading this book, couldn't put it down.
1: Sorry, not sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Never sorry. (laughs) Heidi would like to know how you came up with the title. And I was going to ask you, although I think that it's kind of, you know, fairly clear. My question really is a little uh, twist on that, is that which came first, the title or the storyline?
1: Uh, they kind of came simultaneously, like really one on top of the other. So I was heartbroken when my editor said, well, you know, we're not going to be able to use that title. Just let me get through the whole process. And at the end, it sprang that on me, and I was sick. Because if once you read the book, there's just no other title for this book. So we went round and round trying to find new titles, and they all hey, stunk. Hang, because they, hang on, they just
0: just a minute because I think this is kind of a fun little bit so now why did they not want you to use this title I I'm
1: not I'm not really sure I I they just felt like it I don't know they loved it when I pitched the book oh what a great title and then something happens and somebody gets you know a bug in their ear oh I no that was moon girl they tried to get me to change that one too Yeah, they
0: didn't like that one either I think you and And I had a conversation conversation about sorry maybe it was the 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 happy endings the the little you know dual meaning that some people take with happy endings no it
1: wasn't it wasn't that i think they i think they weren't sure that people would would be able to understand i don't know but then after they read it they're like uh because she she passed it on to some other people in marketing and they said (laughs) no that's the title of this book oh good period and i was i was so relieved i swear i started crying because i was so attached to that title yeah and it once you read the book and start reading the book uh, shortly shortly after you get into it you will see that she finds a box rory finds a box with this wedding gown this 40 year old wedding gown and all of these old letters and it's it's literally women thanking her for their happy endings and she has collected these For years, for 40 years, she's got all of these letters, and she literally is the keeper of happy ending, of other people's happy endings, with the irony that she has completely missed her own. Right. So that's that's the behind the title and once you read the whole book i defy you to think of another title. well
0: right it, it can't it couldn't be called anything else it's yeah. one of those just you know it's funny like at our house we, we do these projects or i don't do them the viking does these projects and he'll add something to the yard or whatever and we'll both look at it and go looks like it should always been there like it doesn't even look like it's something new because it just should always been there. And right. so your your title for your book is like that. I think it just, uh, like you said, how could it be anything else? That's what um, I- Patricia, Patricia also agrees it's definitely the perfect title. I think we haven't talked about Rory at all. And I think, I mean, her journey is just as important um, in this story and really compelling and meaningful. So in our present day time, we have a young woman who doesn't feel like she gets on well with her mother or fits in her mother's world well. She's lost her lover um, recently. And so she's just, she's an interesting character.
1: Yeah, she, um, I I kind of knew her better to begin with than I knew Celine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, she's a trust fund baby who doesn't want to be a trust fund baby she doesn't want that life she doesn't she doesn't want to grow up to be her mom she wants to do her own thing she wants her own gallery and her mother's very artsy but her mother has different ideas about what real art is and and what Rory thinks art is rory wants to start a gallery called unheard of which is a gallery that is dedicated to launching um artists no one has heard of to giving them their shot because it's so hard to break in. And her mother just thinks that is a terrible idea and, and has gotten her just about talked out of it when Rory comes across this building that just seems to call to her as the perfect place to open this gallery. So she drops it on her mother out of sort of out of the blue that she will not be going back to school. She will be opening the gallery uh, and her, she and her mother go round and around throughout the whole book about her making this huge mistake and that it's all because her fiance is missing. Uh, her fiance is uh, with Doctors Without Borders and he's been abducted. He's been gone. Uh, he, he, at the end of the book, he'll have been gone nine months uh, and no one has any idea if he's alive or dead, but it's starting to look really bad. So when she meets Celine, who has also lost a a a, a lover in this way and never gotten to say goodbye to her to him, it, it's just their 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 stories just overlap in a way that it, that mesmerizes her. She almost becomes obsessed because she thinks that maybe if she can figure out you know what happened with Celine she'll have a better outcome and so they the two of them bond and get very close which Rory's mother does not does not like she's definitely seen as an interloper
0: right yeah. yeah and we should stop talking about i mean we don't want to give away too much of the plot but i think that you guys can hear that there's just this wonderful intertwining and overlapping of these two strong female characters who have had losses and creative impulses and are looking for a happy ending that does not appear to be coming so there's that going on and then i i love you just the art gallery you know it's really interesting because we had barbara o'neill on last week i'm having a run of barbara's we had barbara jostelson the week before and next week we're having willa reese whose real name is also barbara so it's kind of fun this is the barbara month but <laughs> um <laughs> barbara o'neill also has tons of um art in her book that just came out so it's kind of fun you guys both were on that little bit of of a, of a simultaneous trend. Yes, well, arts.
1: he knows about art and I know nothing about art. So I had to do all of this research because I knew zippity doo
0: so <laughs> I that... know
1: zippity doo about sewing. So,
0: <laughs> well, and yet you know it doesn't come through that way. It comes through as that you do know a lot about this, and I love the art that you've chosen, which is textile art—something a little bit different. And I was really drawn to that. It
1: also, it ties. It also ties back to Celine's career in with fabric and sewing. So there's there's a tie, there's a, a bond that they feel even with that. There's just so many overlaps when they get to know each other. Um, so many different parallels, things that echo between them.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about you and your real life now just a little bit. Because I I believe that you have had your own kind of experience with not having happy ending and then... Oh, didn't you just have a sort of magical fairy tale kind of thing with your beloved here recently? I, well, well we I'm thinking about the vows. Okay. Yes, we, um, we,
1: well, I had a rocky first marriage. I married a, a a narcissist and, you know, I grew up believing you say forever, you mean forever. And finally it just got to where I had to go. And I was, I had stopped believing in happy endings. You know, I had my shot and that was it. No happy ending. I was done. And then I met my soulmate. And I d- never believed in soulmates until I met mine. And we have been together for 20 years. Um, And he's like the other, other half of me. And we just, um, you know, finally, after all of those years of, of, just cohabitating, we finally made it official. Uh, and all I can say is, never give up on a happy ending because you never know how it's going to come, where it's going to come, and who who's going to get you there. I I'm, and I firmly believe in those kinds of um, magical things. That's how I met my agent. Was through a, another kind of a magical story that you literally couldn't have made up it was so perfect so um never stop believing in happy endings
0: see i love this so much and i also just have to tell you because this is like (laughs) one of those kind of little woo-woo moments but barbara last week was talking about that she and her man of many years are just getting married um now also so yep yep
1: and i i had no idea She's launching a book and planning a wedding and watching her grandkids. I watched that and she just blurbed, she just blurbed Keeper for me. And I said, if I had known all that, I would never have asked you to read this book. I mean, I don't know how she found time to breathe. And then doing the artwork and redoing the house. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
0: It's easy to look at other people's lives and wonder how they do everything they oh. do. And yet we we all have... A million things going on in in our little worlds. We just do what we do. I know you (laughs)
1: do. I know you do.
0: Well, I believe you do too. So, Barbara, are you working on anything right now? Is there a new book in the works?
1: There is. I'm about a third of the way through um, book eight, or is it
0: nine? I think it's book eight
1: um, that currently is called. The care and feeding of old books, which they've already told me I will have to change, but it. <laughs> so they never they they learn. <laughs> They're getting it in early, so I don't even try to change their minds. But it's a, it's about a woman who runs an antique bookstore, who's gone through uh, some tragedies in her own life. She's sort of a recluse. Books are her refuge. This bookstore is her sanctuary. And one day she's looking through a box of old books to find stock for her store. And she runs across a book that has no, it has a title. It's called regretting bell, but there's no author name, no copyright page, no publisher. It's like this book never existed and she can't figure out what's going on. So she starts doing her research to try to, you know, find out what the book's about and gets a call from the guy that, gave her the first book and said, I think I found something you're going to want to see. And there's a second book. And the second book is the same. It's got a different, it's called You and All the Days After. Um, But also no publisher, no, uh, no copyright page, no nothing. And as she starts reading the book, she realizes that this book is the other half. It's the other half of this doomed love story. And these two furious lovers are going at each other in this book. And it's just this horrific, horrific betrayal of one of the, of the other. Except is it? And she's determined to get to the bottom of who these people were, what happened, who betrayed them, how, how did this all fall apart? So it's kind of like a romantic whodunit.
0: That's just sound, I I obviously am totally in. I can't wait to read this book. And I don't think there's anything wrong with the cover, per, I mean with the title personally. I just think I my thought is when will they ever learn? <laughs> just leave Barbara's <marvelous laughs> <I'm>, titles alone. <below.
1: laughs> I'm kind of thinking the same, the same thing, but you know, and I'm gonna try to sell it. I mean, the reason that title is is what I picked is because. The name of her bookstore is "An Unlikely Story," and she writes a newsletter about caring for antique and vintage books called "The Care and Feeding of Old Books." It's, and through the book, there are these bits of of care and feeding that that can also double as advice for life.
0: Right. Oh, I, I'm totally Patricia. Patricia says, um, "Oh my God, sign me up." <laughs>
1: I'm in, I'm insane. This book is like writing four books at once because it's two dual t- timeline stories woven into one. So it's like four and I, I'm clearly insane. The next book I write is just going to be one straight time.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I how is brain. your brain? I'm, I'm in the middle of writing one right now. And I just had to go back to the, well, literally back to the middle.
1: <laughs> like,
0: ah, I, I, get did, I did
1: that. So I get that too. It's, it's, um, but it's the book's always better for it when you do it. Oh Especially yeah. Especially at that last minute when you, you think, oh, what have I done? I've just yeah. broke the bridge it it just makes you it forces you to write what should have been there before and when yeah. you're done you're like thank goodness i was brave enough to do that
0: right exactly you just kind of sometimes feel like maybe the book should have let you know that a little sooner but it never yeah. does and
1: i that's my constant thing to tom is
0: why why
1: do i always have to get to this point before i figure it out if i'm going to get there can i get there in the first half of the writing instead the last month of the writing.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're three quarters of the way through and you go, ah!
1: (laughs) But sometimes I think we have to get all the way to the end of a book and we know the situation and we know the characters and how it all dovetails. And that's when we see that that thing right there, that does not work. Right. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. You can't just know it's good enough. You you can't. You have to go back because the book deserves it. Right. And And this this is what makes but it's always the right thing to do.
0: This is what makes your books so beautiful and brilliant. Um, I I mean, I know this. So I need I need to go back to this. Diane says, um, this is back to you getting married. Congrats. I found my beloved when I was 13. We dated on and off through school and almost gave up, um, but we have been married for 35 years. Oh, Congratulations. Yay. And we have, um, let me see. Susan says, love the title of the new book. Uh, Patricia agrees. so
1: you know write to my editor and tell her
0: (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) so barbara as it's always awesome to talk to you i i love your belief in the happy endings i know that you and i share that life philosophy so that always just makes it extra special to get to spend time together um where can people find you outside of here first off i think you should all be on barbara's newsletter list because she sends out every month a really lovely inspiring heartfelt message about well going after your happy ending really
1: yeah i i spent the first half of my life doing everything for everyone else and and what now it's my turn and i that's just a message that i want to shout from the rooftops that no matter how old you are or think you are or how far away you are from your goals and your dreams, you can get there. Yeah. It's it's still within reach. So that's, that's why I put that out. Right. So, yeah, I love that letter. Um, and then I'm um, at Barbara Davis author on Facebook. And then there's, that's my personal page. And then there's also Barbara Davis, author of women's fiction, which is my author page but my personal page is way more fun. That's where I put the recipes and pictures of food and silly stuff from vacation and stuff. So that's where all the action is. So just go over there and uh, send me a friend request. And unless you're a stalker, I'll I'll click you in.
0: <laughs> right. As long as long as you look real. You... <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. are, are you exactly. on Instagram also?
1: I am, but I do so little with it. You okay, know, I, not... I, I just have to pick and So, yes, I'm on Instagram, uh, Barbara Davis, author uh, on Instagram. I'm doing a book tour uh, on Instagram because they're making me. (laughs) I'm just not that that, I'm just not well versed as as I should be one of these days. I will I will embrace that. But right. Social media can eat you alive. It can. Choose so I yeah I,
0: yeah I agree I'm I'm only I'm on Instagram because I visited my agent a couple of years ago and I wasn't and she made me she like took my phone yeah, yeah. <laughs> made me an account it's like yeah. you are going to do this so I've yeah. learned yeah
1: um and then the last thing is you can find me and a whole bunch of other wonderful women's fiction writers uh, at Blue Sky Book Chat on yeah. Facebook and we have a ton of fun there we do we. We play games and, and uh, post, you know, our reviews and all kinds of stuff. And it's open for anybody to post about the books they love and authors they've found. So come do, come join us over there too. Cause we have a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You should do that. So you find Barbara on Facebook, probably the best place, like she said, is to just friend her on her, um, on her profile page and get to hang out with her there so how cool is that and of course read the book so we today are talking about the keeper of happy endings which is out when october 1st correct first so the keeper of happy endings coming to you october 1st you can pre-order it now and you should do that because then you'll have it in your hot little hands like immediately as soon as it's available to read yep yep
1: well thank you so much for having me
0: thank you for being here
1: and for putting up with my tech- technological, you know, I'll do better next time.
0: <laughs> You'll be great. Yeah, we figured it out. It was very awesome. Thank you all for joining us. I am, like I said, I am here again next week with author Willa Reese. You really do want to hear about her book. It is super fun i absolutely loved it so please come back and join us look for the keeper of happy endings wherever books are sold go pre-order it now and uh, go stalk barbara (laughs) (laughs) come stalk me thank you so much
1: thank you thanks everybody
0: bye everybody